got wine. Today's wine for lunch break podcast episode fourteen is Chateau Chateau Saint Michel. It's Thank a Riesling. You. I didn't take French, and in I high didn't school. buy it because it has my name on it. Of course, why would they? Why would I do that? We bought it because we wanted a sweet wine. Yeah. So of course your name's on it. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> and then today's snacks are pistachios, salted, roasted and salted, mm. strawberries, and our favorite. Oh shoot, our favorite <laughs> apple smoked all natural Gouda cheese. Gouda. It's Gouda for you. It's Gouda for me. <laughs> it's Gouda for you. You're so stupid. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Don't let me talk anymore. Okay. So let's see. Let's get kicking. Let's go straight into it. There's a lot in episode, like this episode, episode 14, towards, because right now we're finishing up the book, A Court of Mist and Fury. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much I got to say about this book. The first thing I got to say as well is um, we kind of underestimated the <laughs> length of the book. Like we were aware that it was 70 chapters, but like when we listened to it, we weren't aware that it was like extensive chapters each right one. it's a thick boy it's thick thick you, you've been on that tiktok haven't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know let's get it let's officially get into it i'm stephanie and i'm michelle and lunch break Woo, lunch break and of course our usual psa is wear a mask wash your hands use hand sanitizer yes and if you have to go outside into the public Mind social distancing six feet. And be nice, because we're all going through this together. Yes, exactly. As I stuff my face full of cheese. You know what? You live and learn. Mm-hmm. So, well, like I was saying before, Michelle, we're finishing the second half of the book, right? Yes, um, yes. Uh, and today, So, yeah, today we're finishing the second half of the book, Court of Thorns and Roses series, The Court of Mist and Fury by... Sarah J. Mass, and today is episode 14. Woo! And we're going to be talking about chapters 36 to the end. <laughs> Where are we recording? We're recording at Stephanie's house for the first time! Woo! Because. In her Mich- guest room. Yes, because Michelle's place, they just love, just thought it was a brilliant idea, realizing they're like, you know what we should do? Reconstruct the parking lot. Yeah, so during now, COVID. Now everybody has to park in the street. Yep. And because of how it's set up, it's next to like a lot of like restaurants and, and other apartments. Like the last time we went to court for episode 13, it took like 30 minutes yeah. to find parking. 30 minutes. And so we just decided it'd be easier for now just to record at my place until the parking lot gets fixed. They're saying it's going to take a, lot, a month. They said a month, but they haven't even started. They just put up fences. And I'm like, it's been a week, guys. Come on. Chop, chop. Oh, so, you know what? I might as well just set this up as a studio. Right? <laughs> we should just get a desk in here now. Oh, my gosh. But all right. Let's set the scene, Michelle. I'll give it to you. All right. Let me... Set the scene for the people. Scrolling. So we last left off in the last book with Farah and... Amran. Amran. Thank mm-hmm. you. Sneaking into the underwater ruins at low tide. They get past all the blockades using Feyre's connection to the Summer High Lord. And then they get, then they get the book. But like Indiana motherfucking Jones, <laughs> they get trapped as it fills up with water. So they're like dying. 
and drowning and water wraiths come. Oh, is the water wraiths? Is mm-hmm. the water wraiths? Because you remember back in, um, she was with Tamla in the summer court. Sadly, and, I remember and that. And they were doing the tithe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the water wraith couldn't pay her taxes. So she took the jewelry off and gave it to her? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is their, like, thank you for doing that. We're saving your life because you uh, we owed a debt to you. Um, so, yeah. Um, they escape with the book mm-hmm. after that, which is great. But not without Tarquin finding out. <laughs> and Tarquin <sighs> is the summer high lord. Mm-hmm. And bless his heart. So he's the youngest High Lord, right. too. Right, he's a little baby. Which is cute, because compared to everybody else's age, they're like centuries old. And he's like, I'm the youngest High Lord, you know, because I don't have experience. I'm 80 years old. And you're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you compare it, because like Resan and, and Tamlin are like 500 years old. Mm-hmm. So 80 years old is what? Like, you're still in your, like, not even, you couldn't even say infancy has to be like 18 yeah like teenage years yeah 18 19 oh my god in fey years in fey it's like how they have dog years but this is fey years i wonder do you multiply it by like a hundred or is it like 10 years because like dog years they always say is seven right so it's probably yeah maybe more 100 more than 100 (laughs) so yeah he's still in his infancy (laughs) (laughs) i'm a smart ass toddler Right. But that toddler, like, he sends a blood ruby to each of them as, like, I, I'm going to, like, he's so mad. He's, like, putting a price on their heads. But then what was it? Amran ends up getting that, like, that and then a piece of jewelry. Right. Because she was, like, I don't know, falling, like, not falling, but, like, like flirting, with, flirting one. with one of his like guards a, or, like, what? It was, like, a. Like an advisor? Advisor or something, I think. So the the visor sends along like this nice diamond necklace or whatever. Yeah, yeah. hey babe. And she's like, okay, I won't go and kill you today. (laughs) The thing I find interesting though is, well, this is interesting. Speaking about Amran, she has grown on me tremendously because I know in the like, if she introduced in this, she's only introduced in this book, right? Yeah. When you first meet her though, I suspected so much from her. Oh yeah. I was like, she is gonna bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. But now she's like your best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she's always picking fights with um, Cassian. I know, right? There's like a weird love hate. You know what their relationship reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Siblings. Yeah, they're I do love that Tark one. He's, and you know, I thought, I kind of liked when they showed the scene with um, recent, right? When they get the blood rubies, and he's visibly upset the I fact know. that he really upset Tarquin. Right, because he's like he could have been a good buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, because they both have the same dreams and the ideologies, mm-hmm. and so he's realizing like I've made an enemy of somebody who could have been a friend. I made an enemy of somebody who dreams of the same things as I do. Yeah, but he had to sacrifice him in such a way so that for the better good. And I feel like this is again comparing Tamlin to recent. Recent is realizing and making true sacrifices where Tamlin just, in order to what he claims to benefit, like he's like, to make sure that my whole court is good, I have to do this sacrifice. But he ends up like sacrificing the likelihood and and the soul, as I say, of like, um, Farah. Yeah. Where Recent is saying, okay, let's think of the bigger picture. This is what our goal is. So that means I might have to manipulate people to get what I need for the bigger picture where Tamlin's 
I don't really think he knows how to think that far ahead. As you guys can tell, because of the end of the book, he is not somebody I care for. No, yeah. Anymore. He could honestly end up alone and I'd be happy. I mean, even then he'd have his own company and I don't even want him to have that. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> A little too hard? One of my favorite things mm-hmm. about this book is that you get to see her train and slowly get better at her using her powers. Compared to Tamlin, who tried to smother her. Yeah, smother and block her from actually doing it. But, like, it's good to see, like, all the hard work she puts in and, like, makes it feel like she is actually achieving something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you get to the end of the book, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, she's very powerful. You see her grow. Is it weird that, like, while she's discovering all of her new powers from each of the High Lords, I kind of thought of Avatar because he has all these different elements. Right. And I wanted the theme. Did you have the theme song in your head, too? (laughs) Earth, fire, Fire, wind, wind, air. Combined all of these. (laughs) (laughs) Night, summer, spring, day. Oh, my God. Autumn. Right? Oh, my God. Flower power. I'm kind of happy that they didn't stick to a stereotypical, like, fall. I can control leaves. Like, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She legit has, like, fire. Right, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then day court is, like, light. Mm-hmm. And then night court is shadows or something. But the interesting thing about this book, like, oh, yeah, there's Tarquin we're introduced to as well. We're also introduced to the six queens. Those bitches. <sighs> Tweedle Dean, Tweedle Dumb Bitch. <laughs> right? They're such, as Favor would say, pricks. Yeah. That they, that they they were willing to suck. <laughs> I dropped a strawberry on the ground. Yeah. I'm wiping it on my jeans so I can still eat it. <laughs> She's like, it's still good. It's still good. It's my five second rule. <laughs> but the thing I didn't like about the queens is they talk about fairies right mm-hmm. understandably from the past history that they've had as humans mm-hmm. as mortals about them being evil and unkind but they're willing to sacrifice a small plot of their land who are also human in order to do that like they didn't even offer them protection to be able to move they just said it sucks that you guys are being sacrificed right it's like they didn't they didn't even want to help with the evacuation mm-hmm. or anything it's like they just uh they didn't even want to help, like, help defeat Highburn. So I have a feeling that they definitely are in cahoots with the Fairy King. Oh, you find out later in the book. They is. They is. <laughs> right? I was just like, okay. I had that feeling way back in the first, when we first saw them, that I was like. See, I didn't pick that up. I knew someone. something was fishy about them. Right. Especially but- with, like, one of them missing. Okay, so here's my hypothesis. It's not true. I kept thinking that they were going to help and by, like, the missing six one. There were seven or six queens. Six. So, like, thinking, like, the seven, the six queen uh-huh. that's missing, that they were, she was going to hand over the book just for them and get it that way. Obviously. No, it was the, um, the second youngest one. Yeah. Not the youngest queen, but the second youngest one, mm-hmm. which I keep calling in my head the golden queen. I have no idea why I keep calling her the golden queen in my head. I think it's because she has like golden hair or something. Mm -hmm. We just call her the bitch. I mean, out of all of them, she's the nicest, even though she. And then, ooh, 
now looking at our notes, it gets a little down and dirty. So they have to go back to the night court, right? At one point in the book, because mm-hmm. they have to get the crystal. And so, not like the nice night court, but like the one under the mountain. The night, there's a, there's a, the court of nightmares. Yeah. And so here's the thing. They go to the night court, the night court of nightmares, because the queens want proof. Even though Pharaoh's sitting right there. Right there. And proof of like their goodness that they did and saved a life. Right. They want proof. So the proof that they give is to show Valeria. Sorry. What? <laughs> it's to show, was it Valeria? Valeria? Yeah, yeah. The city. Yeah. So they have, the, they're not going to bring them there. They're going to show it through an orb. Yeah. So in order to get. Because the- this orb can tell only the truth. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go to the night court because it's there. Yeah. The irony thing, because more, oh, you find out that girl has been through some. The ringer. Right. And it's her family that's there. And she likes to show up and she's a big, bad bitch. I love it. Mm-hmm. And she shows up to get there. And so they kind of have to put on a show to distract. Yeah. Let's get into that a little bit. Uh, Some of these scenes are a little raunchy. <laughs> I try. They are saucy. For sure. I mean, saucy is putting it politely. I know. This is literally Farah is sitting on Reese's lap. And, and he's like about to finger her. Pretty much fingering her. He is fingering her. In front of everyone. I'm like, get yeah. a room. But I'm like... I get why you're doing it, but get a room. And the funny thing is, is like, this is Moore's father is there. Oh yeah, he's just staring, and he's just staring on it with because he told him to go get wine. Mm-hmm. First of all, sir, you might want to drink that bottle yourself. Yeah. But the way that they described it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like you weren't lying, Michelle, when you talked about the sexy scenes. I needed to finish the book, and that wasn't even like um. A full-on sex scene. It was just like it was playful tease. It was just really descriptive. Like right? I, was, I just wasn't ex- like I'm not upset about it. Let's get that straight. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised. Like I needed to finish the book, so I was listening before work. Girl, I was feeling all hot and bothered <laughs> before work. I was like, oh, y'all just sitting up there playing with each other, right? <laughs> like, oh, all right. And then she get up. And then I think what was oh, the thing I did love was when Moore's father called her like you'll get yours whore and then Reesan was like nah don't call her a whore and then proceeded right. to crush his arm oh and arms yeah he like destroyed his arms and then told him you can't heal you can't go to a healer I was like well damn. Tell me how you really feel. Right. <laughs> Something seems a little sore. Oh my gosh. But you know what? First, since we mentioned more story, because she's been through some stuff. So help me jog my memory about that a little bit. So more, you hear the background about more, right? Mm-hmm. The she's the third in command. Yeah. And she she's absolutely beautiful, right? But she her parents were gonna like. And she's actually very, like, powerful, too. Yes. So she was, like, they were going to breed her. Yes, and they were going to breed her, too. Was it was it one of Lucian's brothers? I think so, the fall court. Yeah. And she, they he was sadistic. And so she decided, like, nah, you can't just sell me off like that. So because she had her, she was a virgin. So she finds Cassie. And when, she's always dreamed of, like, sleeping with one of the Night Court's, like, highest warriors. Mm-hmm. So she finds him sleeps with him and then when they find out that she you know she lost her virginity um what was it first you know 
Lucian's brother, I forgot his name, didn't want anything to, with her. So then told her family, like, you could take her. Then her family, was it nails something to her hand or either her stomach? And then tosses her out out mm-hmm. to her, like, the fall court and is like, you, no, can ha- you like, have her. You have her. And I'm just thinking, like, first of all, parents of the year. <laughs> right? Jeez. So that's why Moore doesn't really have a good, like, relationship with her father. Yeah, her uh, whole family. So when he's hand, his arms are getting all crushed and everything, she's not bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Reese is even like, you can kill them whenever you want. And she's like, I know. <laughs> I'm dragging it out. <laughs> but then it's just, like, I feel like this book was full of, like, plot twists and, like, shiny jewels. You're like, boom, here's some information. Speaking, like, for instance, another example of that. Remember in the first book, Tamlin talks about his family being co- killed by, like, a friend, like, his friend's rival father. Court, yeah. yeah, rival court. Mm-hmm. You later find out. Michelle, you get into it. I can't eat. I'm going to take a sip of my wine. Hold on. <laughs> so we find out that the drama. Okay, here. Here it goes. <laughs> Tamlin and Fam killed Rasan's mom and sister. Why? Innocence. Actually, I don't remember why. Do you know? Oh, I was trying to be dramatic, but they killed him just because Tamlin's father was feeling a little threatened because he felt Tamlin was getting really strong. So he wanted to prove himself to his boys, mm-hmm. from my understanding. Yeah, so they killed him in like innocent. Because I think they were setting it up for Resand, and Resand had to stay behind. Resand. Oh, yeah, he was supposed to go there too, and he didn't get killed because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he feels bad. So, so then they, yeah. he. So Rasan and his father go out and kill Tamlin's whole family. Mm-hmm. Understandably. And, um, I think in like retaliation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I think um well, and then Reason said that they weren't supposed to kill the mom. The mom. And that But th- he did anyways. Yeah. Uh, um I think then Tamlin also kills Reese's father, right? Or does he? He does. He okay. sees him standing there dripping with blood. And, and he's he like, just like reserves or whatever. Th- that would be my phone, ladies and gentlemen. It Quack. quacks. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate that because even Reese was saying, like, that's not the type of people we are. We don't go around killing you. But. And then their friendship is ruined because they were friends beforehand. Mm-hmm. And now at the same time, they became high lords of their own courts because their fathers were killed. And it was kind of like an unspoken, like, truce, I feel like. Like, okay, we both, literally both of our families are dead. Yeah. We're, we're the last one We're going to stop right now. Mm-hmm. But nothing, their relationships were not repaired after that. Understandably, because, yeah. again, Tamlin does absolutely nothing. Because all he cares about is saving his own ass. Right? So they're, like, training in the woods or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feyre and oh, Rasan. So you're skip. So you're skipping. So that's a memory we learned. But we also learn about. Um, oh, oh, so we they're training after she finds that out by Rasan, right? And at this point, they're train. Where are they headed specifically? Because I feel like they're being tracked down by Lucian, and she runs into him in the woods, right? Yeah. Okay. As they're training, and then like Lucian shows up in the woods. They're ready to capture her, take her home. And she's like, nah, bish. So here's the thing that I don't understand. Hmm. 
why is it like Lucian? Like, no, I just don't like that he, I liked him before, but mm-hmm. in this book, he just has no spine. Right? Like, he's trying to be like, well, I have to fall. Or it's like, you don't, you don't have no balls. Right? Like, the first book, he was quirky and hilarious and fun and, and sarcastic. Had a spirit. Yeah. And then this one, it's like little tail between his legs. Yeah. He's just a follower. He's like a little minion. Yeah. I can't. The thing, oh. And then I do love the fact that Lucian sees her, but he doesn't know her. And it says that he's still treating her like a child. And she, the first sign he gets that she's different is when he goes for her and she winnows away. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, like, she scares him off with, like, she, like, grows wings mm-hmm. that look like Tamlin's. Because mm-hmm. she can shapeshift, because that's one of her many powers. From where? From Tamlin. He's a shapeshifter. If um, he's a shapeshifter, how come he can shape bigger balls? You know? Oh, <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> I'm just saying. But the thing I thought maybe empty though, because he's so cowardly. He is. <laughs> but like this scene totally ruined the scene before it, where that that scene's after. Isn't that after they go to the tavern as well? I don't remember the whole layout of Well, this. let's just say they, they get do go to ta- the tavern, yeah. They do. And there's only Oh, one. they get cozy. They get super cozy. Right, because there's only one bed in this tiny room. And it's freezing. So they have to snuggle for body warmth. <laughs> First of all. Okay, is it weird that I, somehow I imagine Reese's wings being like membranes like a bat? They are. Is it weird that I'm kind of kind of iffy about it? like <laughs> like a little bit because you see bat wings is like thin and I'm just thinking about like a giant size version of that like, right right yeah they they get a little uh frisky. they get a little frisky there's again some more fingering going on there's some more there's some stuff he said I was like oh my god all right he was like I want to like. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like even now, even now, you can make me blush. Like Michelle's totally blushing. He's like, I want to when I have sex with you, I want to be able to roar loud as I was like, what the? F- who first, writes this? My first thought was like, all I thought was Lion King when they're on Pride Rock, and he's like, <laughs> That's all I imagined. It was like, first of all, like to each their own about how you do your sexiness. But at the same time, I was like, that that'd be kind of a weird turnoff. Like, and he'd be like getting to the end of it, and you're just like, oh, that happened. <laughs> There's also a part in the book where she writes this weird thing. She's like, they're about to have sex, mm-hmm. and then she's like. He manly smiles at me. I'm like, what? What's a man? What is a manly smile? <laughs> it makes me think of those TikToks where they say how to get a girl, and they're like, look back at her, now look away, now, sip your drink, yeah, sip your drink, peacock, peacock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's what I imagine. Right. But I do know there was like, I know we guys were jumping around. It's a lot. That it's a talking. lot. So we're just like, we're just doing what's coming to us. Plus, we got wine in our system. We got. Gouda cheese. That pistachio. is Gouda cheese. It's it is so Gouda. And then we got pistachios. Mm-hmm. But I really liked in this scene, in this scene, in this part of the book, it gets super juicy. But I love seeing the steadily, um, one the growth of 
Rhysan and Feyre's relationship because for for once, because I kept telling you, I thought Tamlin's relationship with her it happened so quickly, right? Versus like with Rhysan, there's actual platonic friendship. Yeah, and it like simmers and grows really slow. Yeah, and it's cherished, and I think that's something I really uh-huh. loved about their relationship. But the other thing is too is seeing the progress and the growth in Feyre. There's a lot oh, of yeah. there's a lot of emotional growth right? and awakening. As well as um, growth in her emotional intelligence to when it comes to what she likes in other people as well. Yeah. Um, she, and I, like I said before in episode 13 with podcast, with our podcast, I like that she's flawed. I like that she still continues to make mistakes and then realizes like how it affects other people when she does it. Because one thing when I was like looking up about this book that people didn't really like is like the sex scenes. First of all, get over get like, over yourself. Everyone does it. Yeah. And just the, you know what, kids, if you're gonna do it, just remember no love. Safety first. Safety first. That is our second PSA for today. Mm-hmm. And it's really important as the first one. But um yeah, I just I don't know. I really I remember being in the first book and thinking, oh, I'm not really going to like this because I know people, some people loved it, some people hated it. Mm-hmm. I would say this is the first time I ever thought the second book was better than the first book. Same. Yeah. I feel like the second. way more fleshed out. Yes. The characters, the development is more steady. I mm-hmm. love the backstories. My little heart bleeds for like Azarel, oh who's God. the shadow singer. Right. And because he's tortured, you find his story as well is like he's like the he's like Cinderella almost in the sense that he's tortured by his siblings, and then he's just he doesn't think he's worthy, oh. and he's with he has a little, he has his little crush with Morgan, right? He has like crush on Morgan and Morgan. He won't have like the balls to talk to her, but I'm pretty sure like he should. Well, because he thinks he's not worthy of her. I know, and. Well, she didn't straight out admit it. You know she has a thing for him. I'm like, just get together already. She would, but he doesn't think he's worthy of her. She's like waiting for him to do the the first move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has talked about stripping in front of him. And she's like, you won't do anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, how do you know? <laughs> Maybe that'll be the time. Mm-hmm. And then. With all of that going on and this escape from Lucian jumping again, you guys. Isn't this like that's just the scene right after? It's pretty close after, or like after the um It's a training scene. I know okay. they're training again. Well, I'm just gonna say she's shot he who is he how he's shot by arrows. He's shot by arrows by Lucian, right? Ash arrows, no, by the high king. Oh yeah, yeah. Army. yeah. Uh, he Rasan gets shot down, and I'm like, Rasan down, Rasan down, <laughs> and like he gets shot with arrows and taken, captured, mm-hmm. and our girl Farah is a badass bitch mm-hmm. using her powers and saving him, not him. And I'm loving this because I love like a girl who saves the guy mm-hmm. kind of trope. It's just like it's it's a it's nice flip. From, like, what we've seen throughout history, you know? Well, right. But, I mean, Farah, her character is constantly, like, a modern mm-hmm. character compared to her time. Even though you think she's in medieval time. Mm-hmm. And she has running water and plumbing. 
I'll I'll forgive you for that. It's okay. But yeah, she does save him. I love the fact that she's not like the whole point with Tamlin is he's trying to make her under damsel in distress. Where mm -hmm. the other difference with Resand is he's accepting her for who she is, broken and all. There is a scene. Oh Lord, I'll have to say it once we you know, I'm just gonna say it, Michelle. I'm gonna spoil it. We find out they're actually mates. I was sus suspecting this whole time. Yeah. When I'm he had his panic attack on that balcony in the first book. Yeah. And then when he had that panic attack, I kind of like remembered like back when he first met her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I bet that's when it first clicked for him was seeing her the first time. But not like, I guess it probably wasn't as strong because she wasn't, she was still human. Mm -hmm. But it still like clicked for him. And I think that's why he's like, was like that throughout the whole no, second half of the book. He was like always kind of like there protecting her. I always thought that was weird, like why he was protecting her so much. Because mm -hmm. even then he said she he knew that she was his mate. Right. Oh and my I God. And he knew for like three years before, like he's like, he would like see through her eyes while she's painting at her home. Like, and then he'd be like, paint stars. And then she put painted stars on her dresser. The thing I do love about the mate concept in the book is that it doesn't necessarily automatically, I think we've addressed it already, but I like to say it doesn't automatically mean that they're soulmates. I really like, for some reason, I just really like. I think they are. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, I think they are supposed to be soulmates, but sometimes people are just shitty. <laughs> well, really, because I thought it was more of like, it was a connection, but then it doesn't mean there's a good connection either. Yeah. Like, I almost thought about, like, mates, like, I think we talked previously about more of a genetic connection versus, like, emotional, spiritual, and mental connection. You know, I would like to hear our listeners and see what they would think about that, actually. True. See their opinion on that. Mm -hmm. Hey, let us know what you think about so, our, about their, um... Soulmate connection. Soulmate connection. Yeah. Like, do you think that... It's more of a, I say genetic because I'm not sure how to describe, what else to describe it as, but something that like, there's a pool, like an attract, instant attraction that's there that's from like, like a natural attraction that, mm -hmm. that's so powerful. Or do you deem it as more as a soulmate connection? Because the reason I don't see it as a soulmate connection is because Reese has explained that while his mother may was grateful to his father, she never really loved him because he was just, they were just not a good fit. Yeah. So they, yeah, they like were, they were like in love for probably like the first few years of their life, but then like they fell out because mm -hmm. they grow, you know, they become their, their themselves. You you know, it's one thing just to, like maybe cause that, that I found that was absolutely beautiful mm. that legit almost made me tear up was I think okay, and this is correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like recent and Farrah's relationship is a little bit more realistic in the sense that when she does accept his mate bond, bond not bondage, but mating like his, bond, yeah. his mating bond. <laughs> bondage. bondage. That's the next book. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> his mating bond, she does say that she's like, he loves me broken and all, flawed and all. Mm -hmm. In that sense. And I think that's such an important concept to people. Because I think sometimes people can get wrapped up in thinking... That this person thinks you're absolutely perfect. Right. Where Feyre, throughout the book, has never admitted to being perfect. She admits to being flawed and admits to being broken in so many ways. And and, and she knows that Reese has um, flaws, too. And exactly. And broken. And yet he, he loves her in spite of that and knows that and knows what she struggles with and accepts her with that. And I think it's important. 
I think that's for me, it was really important as a reader to see and he could really relate to her. With that yeah. Too. Because you like I think so many people try to look for relationships where they're absolute the person's absolutely perfect right. and this and that. But you gotta realize you have two people who aren't perfect, who make mistakes, who are flawed and broken in, in different ways. Because we're all human. Yeah. And I think that's what makes the relationship beautiful. Because even she's admitted when it comes to recent, he, because he's been broken as well, he understands her pain and understands her thought process and, and why she does what she does because she's hurt. Where Tamlin can never understand that, or he never struggled in that sense, where Rhysand saw her hunt, knows what it is to starve, knows what it is to be rejected, right. to lose loved ones. And Rhysand is... Because he has such a huge family connection with his inner circle. Right. Where Tamlin never doesn't have that. He just has... He has Lucian, but like... Does he really have Lucian? Because Tamlin... Because Rhysand... But Lucian's more like a second, not really family. Yeah, because I would say Rhysand... His family, Cassie and Moore, Amran, Asriel, those are his friends. That's his family. Like, they joke around, they drink together, and they mm-hmm. go out and dance. Mm-hmm. Tamlin doesn't really do that. Lucian is his, his emissary. Em- emissary? Emissary. Em- emissary. Sorry, it's the wine. Emissary. Emissary. <laughs> but he treats him like an associate. He yeah. doesn't really have a familiar bond with him. Where the other ones, you can tell that they're almost, like, they describe themselves as friends and family. Or Tamlin, like, this is Lucian, this is my only friend. And I'm thinking, right. if this is your only friend and you treat him like shit... Yeah. Then you're not that great of a friend. Right. Everybody's foul toxic with me. T-O-X-I-C. Toxic. Toxic. We're great. Talking about toxic. Oh, God. So Rasan's poisoned because of the ash arrows. They were dipped in poison. Not my baby. And... And pour you some more wine so, because of that. Thank you. So she goes to, she like goes and traps the cereal again. You know, back in like the first book, she trapped the cereal with a chicken mm-hmm. head or something like that. And all she had to do was give him a fancy robe. She gave him a fancy robe. She learned. Look at She's her. learning. So she gave him a cloak and he's like, um, here's how to save your mate, which was like huge news to her because she's like, wait, what? Yeah, mate? that's how she found out. Can you imagine? That's like finding out. Through like, I don't know, like Facebook or something. Well, that's like finding out like a, you're you're being proposed to by like your cousin. Like, yeah, you're like but not by your cousin, but your cousin knows about it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're proposing to you, and you're like, what? And they're right. like, ooh, shit. <laughs> that's a terrible cousin. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're your third cousin. <laughs> so she's like pissed at him, of course. Like, who wouldn't be? Like, how dare you not tell me another secret just to add to the list? Well, she was more upset because Reese said to her he would never have any secrets and he'd be honest with her. Right, and every time after he said that, he had more secrets, and I'm like, boy, boy. (laughs) But understandably, though, because even he admits that keeping the mate thing a secret because he didn't want her, and he missed her, didn't want her to think I was forcing her to make a a decision. Right, he wanted her to have her because she wanted him. Exactly. And not, not to make it think like, oh, I need to be with him because of the mating thing. So he legit kept it a secret because he wanted her to form her own opinion. Because he values Which her I opinion. I totally agree with. Yeah. Versus like trying to force her into something. So, 
And that makes sense because the thing is, the bomb would be easier to accept as well if somebody wants to. Remember right. that, people. If, if somebody wants to, they, they, they're like, they'll stay. And even though she was pissed that he kept it a secret, I don't know. Yeah. Team reason. Anyway, <laughs> I love her though. She was like pissed. And she's like, I'm going to go heal this son of a bitch and then I'm going to go kill him myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that relates. She had a little getaway too. It was like, right? She's like so bad, and then she's like feeling bad. So like, I need some time away. And then more takes her there after he's like, after he told her that she's the maiden, he's like going crazy. He's like, Marjorie, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I need some time away from you. You're too much. Right. I need my space. And more checks up on her. Right, girl. But he shows up at that cabin because he goes to a, like a cabin in the mountains, kind of, right? Yeah, they have their own little private cabin. How cute. I'm like, that's so cozy. And then more checks up on her. Mm-hmm. And then leaves a couple. Like, she does that. She's there for what? Like, a day or two or something. And she like, she, like, left her for three days and then came back and then, like, left her again. Right? And um, Farrah's been painting the entire cabin. And her like little doodle sketches. She's stuff. back to painting. You She's guys. back to painting. I'm like, oh, there we go. She hasn't been like painting since the first book before everything happened. But here's the thing, too. Reese finally shows up. His ass. <laughs> I was like, took you long enough. He said he had to find her the old school way. I know that was cute. He like flew there the whole way. Right. And the thing is, too, is he does, he's, that's when he's telling her, like, I didn't tell you this because I wanted you to form your own opinion. And he tells the whole story, and that's how the she... Whole, and then I, like, my heart is just, like, I love you. You're so sweet. Like, the whole story of, like, how he figured out she was a mate to, like, finding her and uh, Amarantha and, like, the whole, like, 50-year mm -hmm. thing. I'm like, oh, oh. You guys just need to read it. <laughs> But the thing I did, it got hot and heavy because she feeds him food. Oh, yeah. And then like, she accepts the bond. And then they literally yeah. end up fucking on the table on painting shit and in the bed. And supposedly it's really good. And he got to roar. He roared. He roared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Men and their little things I'd love to do. It's cute. I did... I shed a little internal emotional tear when they were kissing the first time they kissed after she accepted the bond. Right. And he was crying. I know. I think he's my favorite. I love the fact that not only is he a feminist, but he's not afraid to feel. Oh, he's not afraid to show emotions. Just have a moment of appreciation for recent. I'm take a please. sip. Wait. Eyeballs. Yeah. But God, oh my God, those bathrooms in the night court, they're gorgeous. Gorgeous. I'm like, Sarah J. Mass is my kind of girl. At, and she loves bathrooms and I love sexy bathrooms. So, like, grab my memory of the sexy bathroom. They're sexy bathrooms. They're like huge jacuzzi tubs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And with like gorgeous views with like magic plumbing. Medieval. Yeah. It was like, I'm like, can I just live there? Please? No, because I'm there first. 
I also like the house that they live in because it's also like enchanted to like clean up after you and start the bath before you even get in there. I'm like, yes. Also with champagne, please, and strawberries. Ooh. It would do it. It would too it would totally do it. I hope you never find a place like that. Because okay. then I would never see you again. I know. <laughs> I'm like, so where are you at? I'm in the tub. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the tub. <laughs> again, you were there two hours ago. FaceTime you. <laughs> I'm glad that they had the baby talk. Oh, because oh. like not no one ever in like I romance talking, like legit baby talk. Like I was like they definitely don't be. I was like they don't do that. I love it with the the baby talk. Is there six? Oh my god! No, like like the pregnancy, like that. Hey, should we like take um? Should we like plan for babies or now or mm-hmm. not? And she's like, uh, no, I kind of want to live my life with you a little bit, explore, travel, be with you. And he's like, okay, I agree. I love the fact that he respects that. And right. like he respects it one because he's saying there's about a war to be started. And I would feel like he's already going to be protected. Responsible. Yeah. Responsible. Yeah. I know exactly how that feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, PSA people, never male or female. Have somebody try to force you into doing something that is life changing. Yep. If you're not comfortable with doing that, having a child is absolutely a huge responsibility. 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 That was the wine, but like responsibility. But yeah, I just think I just loved hearing that because when she was telling him that, and then Resen came back and was like, "I would love kids, but I'm really nervous about you know the time right now, the war, because I'm already gonna be protective of my mate." Mm-hmm. And now imagine them with kids because right. the kids are already going to be powerful. So people are going to already try to kill them. Be doubly. Yeah. Crazy. And a lot of the fact that they had this discussion because I don't know about, like, that is a thing couples go through. Because mm-hmm. some people can be ready for kids. Right. Well, one person can be ready for kids right then and there and the other person will wait. And it's just finding a happy medium. And while they both want kids, I believe that's expressed in the book as well. He's saying, I'm not there to wait. He's absolutely okay. Right. Especially since they live forever. Can they have kids forever? Or do they have like fairy menopause? (laughs) I know it's hard for them to have kids. So that's a very far and few in between. Mm -hmm. Um, Fairy menopause. menopause. I don't know about that one. (laughs) Fairy menopause. I crack myself up. (laughs) He's like, oh, you're 700 years old. She's like, no. I'm still sprightly. All right, so we're skipping ahead a little bit, um, but the queens are back, and they're annoying as fuck. Oh, okay, so you're going to have to help me out with this, because I have to admit, Stephanie has created a sin. I was not able to finish. I have, like, five chapters until I finish the book completely, but I could not wait to talk about this, so I'm okay with being spoiled. I will finish it by the time we start the third book, though, and I will be caught it up. So spoil it for me. Help me. Re- lead me. I am blind. <laughs> oh, 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 she's blinded. I'm blinded. She's choking. I don't know. This is statues. This is not a good look. <laughs> don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> anyway. The queens are there and they're annoying as fuck because they're like, Oh, I don't know if I can believe this. We see your city, but it's not like true. I mean, you guys couldn't see it, but I just did a hard eye roll. Like it was, 
Like, and then Michelle's doing a pig nose right now. I have stand those ones. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I love Nesta in the scene where she's like stands up to the queens because they're being bitches and she's like, I don't give a fuck. You should listen to them. I need you to like do this. Like you don't even care about us. Right. You're the queens. Like, how dare you? I'm like, yes, get it, girl. Yeah, Nesta has earned a little bit of my respect. And every time Nesta speaks or gets, like, threatened by someone, Cassian's there for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I bet Cassian and Nesta, I'm saying it right now, I bet they are mated. First of all, I'm calling it. I I don't know for sure yet. They have to be. They bicker like cats and dogs. I know. They're like old married couple already. I mean, they're about to be. Anyway, (laughs) so the Golden Queen leaves the book. And um, I think it's actually made the queens a little insane over time. As like, um, because like you hear it whispering, it says insane things to Feyre. So I'm like, maybe it like has poisoned them throughout the ages to be like a little crazy because like you see that with the older queen where she's like i was about to say i was um, about to say because the war was 50 years ago so even the young queen though that wouldn't make sense for her but she's like 20 something she's like she technically would have been born no no, yeah, it, it's just I, over time, I think, since they've been there. True. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's just a theory I had. <laughs> I mean, it didn't change the fact that they are bitches. Bitches! <laughs> wow, that's good wine. <laughs> All right. Bitches! But then, so they tell, so they tell them, the queens, about their beautiful city, and guess who snitches on them? The queens. The queens tell Highburn. Um, they gave him such a hard time. And then they, snitchy bitches. Right? <laughs> snitchy bitches. <laughs> oh my! Oh. Can we get that in t-shirts? Yes. Snitchy, snitchy bitches. <laughs> Let us know if you want that on t-shirts. No, that even if it's not, it's gonna be an Instagram post sometime. Yeah, for us. Well, yeah, we're gonna make them for us, and then people are gonna want these t-shirts. Snitchy bitches, snitchy bitches. That's gonna be her, her, her slang. I'm like, she's a snitchy bitch. <laughs> so hybrid attacks mm-hmm. the city, like the beautiful art city. Drop my memory because a little bit. I was trying to speak through this with Highburn. Is mm-hmm. he human? He is Fey. Oh, okay, He's king of the Fey, and I have no idea what his name is. All that the only thing I know that is he's like the king of the fairy, and he lives on an island called Highburn. Oh, here's the funny thing is too. Jurian is back. Oh yeah, Jurian has been brought back to life, and he's human. I was like, okay, he's human. No, he's been human the whole time. I I forgot that fact. Because <laughs> he was just an eyeball. <laughs> yeah, because like he killed Amarantha's sister and Amarantha was all pissy about it. So then they, they had their little slap fight and she killed it to him, took his finger in his eye. 
Yeah, that's probably that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Jurian. <laughs> but yeah, he ends up being a plot twist, and he just and it's weird to see him there. I'm like, they he, they basically resurrected him. Is he missing an eye? I swear he's missing an eye. Either way, the bastard is somehow working with Faye in or like. Well, they brought him back, so it's like. But really, but and he's also all... insane. Yeah. Because during those fifty years, as an eyeball, he couldn't fall asleep, so all he could do was watch everything twenty four seven. So of course that would make a person a little insane. I, I yeah, he did lose his moral compass because his whole thing was fighting in the beginning was to fight the Fey. Mm-hmm. Now he's working with the Fey. F- for whatever reason. But he li- loved a fae. He was in love with one of them. Really? I thought yeah. it was a human woman, like Miriam. No, it was... Oh. Uh, I could have sworn it was Miriam. Oh, they're all so confusing. It's so confusing. Uh. <laughs> like, because we don't even meet them, because they're on a super secret island. Shh, don't tell Jurian, but they're on a super secret it's island. Mir- yeah, that is true. And I she's was- like with his like true love, and it's like totally Romeo and Juliet kind of shit. Yeah. And they're like on their human slash elven island. She said elven. They're fairies. Elven. They're totally elves. (laughs) You know what? Everybody, take a moment of silence to judge Michelle. I feel it. (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) (sighs) Oh, hybrid attacks. <laughs> hybrid attacks. <clears throat> I love it when uh, she, like, fights in the city because she's like, so Farah, mm-hmm. Cassian's like, go home, Farah. And she's like, okay. So she's running and she's like, wait, I love the city. I love these people. I'm going to fight for them. So she, like, is a badass bish. Again. Again. <laughs> and uses her full powers to protect her people and her city, which I love the lingo that they said because she actually does say, like, her city, her people, mm-hmm. which is, like, really nice because, like, before it was kind of like, they, they, them, them there. And now she's, like, totally, like. Well, that's what she felt when she became Faye. And I feel mm-hmm. like because of the connection she's had with Nissan, that it was slow and steady, that she li- literally got to know them as. People. As people, yeah. So there's a connection, emotional and mental and spiritual connection she's making, versus like Tamlin trying to force her into a part that she does not welcome and want. You hear that poetry, right? So I think this is my favorite part of the book up until now is that she is taking out these vanguard, and she uses her powers, the water from the river, to wash them out and like totally drown them, mm-hmm. and then. She sees the Adder, who was... Adder girl. What's her name? The badass bitch queen. Amarantha. Yeah. Right-hand person of Amarantha, the Adder, is flying away like a little pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And she winnows herself, like, skipping a stone, like, in the air. So she'll, like, winnow herself to a spot in the air... And then she'll do it again and again until she's in front of him. And then she grapples him and ties his wings up. 
and stabs him in the face, not the face, like the gut, like three times. Ooh. And they pummel down the adder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So she, they're pummeling to the earth. And then like inches before they hit the concrete, she winnows away. And he's splattered on the ground. I think that's my favorite part. I don't know why I love all the gory shit. It's funny. We love I get gory. so excited. We love the gory shit. We love the sexy scenes. Mm-hmm. We are. Not in the same scene, though. That seems a little weird. That's a little grotesque. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> We're lunch break. We like sexy scenes and grotesque scenes. <laughs> Hop aboard. We also like wine. And also love a strong, complex lady. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of ourselves, first of all. Gonna go on a wine tangent. Oh, yeah. Of like, how like this is a passion project and how we work it around our schedule mm-hmm. and yeah we something we drop the ball posting both of us have but you know it's fucking life like we've got jobs after this you've got lives you've got your you know your husband you want to spend time with him spend time with your sister and family mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know i'm just really happy the fact that we're doing it and finding ways that work best with us and being flexible enough with it and trying new things because social media is a lot. So we decided to give each other a break. It is a lot. Yeah. We found out. Mm, yeah. Easily. <laughs> and right now, I think the week break for like swapping off is nice. Yeah. Every other week we're like mm-hmm. posting. Mm-hmm. We'll try it out for the rest of this month and see how it works out. Oh, no. I just really appreciate it. I think there's been, I'm still trying to find like our little formula. A little stitch as far as like there's been some episodes where like we vibed and we went really well mm-hmm. and i just felt like the flow was a lot better like this one mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's some where i'm just like ooh, this sounded like we were struggling yeah so i don't know i don't know i just really like the it's part- definitely better when we're together yeah yeah well because you can vibe off each other that I think it's too, it's like, it goes back to body, I know it sounds weird, but it goes back to body language, right? Body language. Ooh. But I think it's more like saying, like, picking up, because sometimes the only thing you have to rely on is your, the ears. Uh-huh. And that's, not, sometimes it disconnects, sometimes it's clicky. And the fact that we invested in each other, our podcast, the first investment we ever made was our mic. Craig is here. Hi, Craig. Hey Craig. Craig. Everyone say hi, Craig. You petting him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think he's working out really well. Now we just need to get you a new computer. Me a new computer. Me some editing software so that I can do um what do you call it? Photoshop. Kinetic kinetic type. Kinetic quotes. Yeah. I really want to do that. That'd be funny again. You know what, Steph? Mm-hmm. I love it when um guys say oh girls aren't into porn (laughs) and i'm like have you seen my bookshelf (laughs) it's like the only difference is like they don't use their imagination because like with the books you have to imagine everything Mm -hmm. i think that's even more powerful than just like looking at an image or a video Mm -hmm. it is that's why i was blushing on my way to work when they were describing how how recent was like this is where my fingers go. And right. I, go, and I was oh. like, and I'm on the eight highway and I'm, I'm like, gonna try oh. this later. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm getting ready to help people schedule a spa appointment. 
Okay, so yeah, after Hybern attacks, they <laughs> sorry, that sigh there was like <sighs> <laughs> So after Hybern attacks, they have they go to Hybern itself, the island, mm-hmm. right? That's like the next thing about, I think. This is when the line attacks. They sneaky snack inside and it's all quiet. And I'm like, this is too quiet. Okay, that's the thing that makes me mad. They did all this planning for them to like, (laughs) and like sneak in. Sneaky sneak. Yeah, sneaky sneak. And it's obviously too easy. Right? That was like a red flag right there. She's like, where are the guards? Right, and I'm like, and she's like, oh yeah, they already took care of them. I'm like, uh, sure they did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the, this is not his full force. Right. And they get to the throne room, and she like puts the book together because she's like talking to it, and I'm like, bish, the one rule Amarin told you not to do was put the book together, and you did it. Oh, why didn't why did Amarin tell her not to do it? Because she's like, if you do it, it's like a beacon to all the nastiness in the world, and they'll be like, oh hey, we're awake now, we're gonna attack. And also, like, Hybern will be able to tell. So I'm like, okay. And I forgot, why did she decide to put the book together? Because it told her to do it. Oh, uh, she thought she was like, I'm powerful enough to handle this. And they're like, bitch. And the book's like, hey, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, you did it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get, like, captured. <laughs> By the king, mm-hmm. and then guess who fucking waltzes in? Uh-huh. Fucking Tamlin and Lucian. I almost said hybrid, but yes, they do. Those love. fucking taters, <laughs> traitors. <laughs> I just imagined them as tater tots with ketchup on them. <laughs> but oh, girl, don't even get me started on Tamlin and his traitor rap. Lucian, you done lost your balls chapters ago, right? All respect. Gone. And it's like, they only, like, signed up to be his ally so to get, get Farah back. Which I think is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right. He like, Tamlin literally gave up his whole court just to find her. He yeah, because, like, in trade, it would be like they would, like, use it as a base of operations as they infiltrate the human lands. Right. And so you literally gave up on your people. Sold your people out. Yeah. For her. And she That's don't even right. want your ass. And he still does the tithes, so like, fuck you. Who does taxes anyways? <laughs> I mean, Michelle, you're supposed to do taxes. <laughs> the government doesn't even know. I mean, we have a microphone and internet. I mean, I've done my taxes this year. <laughs> oh, don't like that. I'm just saying. I'm not Trump. <laughs> oh, oh. When that wine hit. <laughs> when that wine hit. Let's just say, ladies and gentlemen. If they come for her, you don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking traitors. (laughs) Fucking traitors. So spineless and delusional. He still, like, thinks she's, like, under his, under Rasan's control. That's the thing I don't understand. Tamlin. Right? It's like, I don't think he knows how to take rejection. No. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He's like, okay, my family being killed? Cool, 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 cool. Um... Girl, I'm in love with doesn't love me back. No, no. We take her back. She always loved me, and it's always been love with me, and only me. 
because I am the greatest. Oh, okay, Trump. She did Trump hands, you guys. I had to say it. And then surprise, surprise, four queens are there. And four, I say four because one of them is already dead. What? Yeah, the Golden Queen Mm -hmm. was killed during the battle. She was, like, biked through the gut and her eyes pulled out of her head by the adder. So as you guys realize, I did say I did not get to finish the bullshit. I can't wait to get to this spot. Was she like that because of the ad? Like, what? He, like, slammed her down on a spike. Okay, then what happened to the second one? Because you said it was four. So the first one was um, sick, air quotes. Yeah. When all five of them showed up. And then all five of them then there. So then the Golden Queen, which is Mm -hmm. dead now. So there's only four That's the one that handed over the book. Yeah, she handed the book over. So now there's only four, which is like the crazy old one, mm-hmm. the two middle children who are uh, like twins, mm-hmm. but opposite coins, which is kind of like, okay. <laughs> and then like the youngest one who's like a little teenager bitch. Oh, I like her. Yeah. So there's a sick one who's still alive and then there's the uh, dead one. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We okay. don't know if she's alive or not. And guess who they bring in. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. So Jurian's already there, right? Yes. Hybrid's already there, right? Yeah. Lucian, Rhysand's oh. there. Stop. And Elaine, Nesta and Lane. They captured her sisters. Through who? Who sold her out? Who sold her out? Ianthe sold them out. Because, like, Nesta in, like, the beginning of the book, not Nesta, Feyre in the beginning of the book was telling Ianthe all about her family mm-hmm. and, like, how she loves them and misses them and, like, all their quirks and stuff. And because she's, like, her only friend at this point. Because, mm-hmm. like, Tamlin's, like, off by himself, forgetting about Feyre <laughs> and only coming back in for sex. That is true. He does do that. He does that a lot. A lot. He forgets about her mental health. And her spiritual health. Yeah. And her emotional health. And he's like, but never forgets about her physical health. <laughs> No, he does. Oh, yeah, he thin- does. He does. He does. Only her sexual health is who he cares about. He's like, this is a wormhole. Mm-hmm. But she trusted Ianthe with mm-hmm. this information, and she sold her out fast. For what? For what dream was it? What dream did she sell her out on? To become high fey, mm-hmm. right? Like not high fey, but like the like a lord, uh, but like lady. High lady. <laughs> no, she sold her out because she wanted to get rid of high lords and wanted the priestess to read. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. She wanted to get rid of high lords and she wanted the pri- priestesses, well, she is a priestess, mm-hmm. to lead the country. Well, here's the plot twist. She's supposed to be really good friends with Tamlin. Tamlin's a high lord. Yeah. So she just sold him out too, which was funny. So he's like, Alright, <laughs> Oh. He was pissed too. And I was like, you don't have any right to be pissed, sir. You piece of shit. Yeah. So they're in the fairy realms at Highburn, and the queens want to become fae, but they don't trust the the cauldron. So they're like, here are two lovely ladies who can test it out for us, even though they've already tested it out on Durian. And it worked on him. And they saw Pharaoh. She didn't do the cauldron, but she's evidence. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. At this point, they're no longer thinking about the benefits of 
the kingdom of the kingdom or humanity. They're thinking about themselves and immortality. Those selfish bitches. Thank you. All about that eternal youth. And it's not even that cute. Right? Like, like, is the old queen going to become young? Is that the thing? Is oh. that, like, what is going to happen? Or is she going to stay at that age? I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was like, that would suck, all that shit. And she's like, great, I'm 80 for eternity. I guess we'll find out next book. My hips I feel like forever. we might see them again. Because mm. we leave off at the end of the book. And, like, they leave before they hop into the cauldron. Well, you were saying how Feyre shoots a flashlight in everybody's eye. <laughs> no. Yeah, flashlight. The flashlight. <laughs> oh, not flashlight. Uh-uh. That um, is not that type of podcast. Well, before that, they, like, throw the sisters in the cauldron. Yes. And they turn into Faye because they're strong-willed individuals. Mm-hmm. Individuals. Individuals. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> Watch your wine, link- wine language. Right, is it. Winage. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. What's the other thing you find out when, um... Elaine just turned into Faye. What's an important note you find out? As soon as she like barely gets up from like turning into Faye, Lucian's there and he looks at her and he's like, mate! (laughs) My mate! (laughs) And then like Nesta comes out of the cauldron and she's like, fish! Get away from my sister. Right. And she like literally like yanks her away. I'm like, ah, yes. The protective older sister that we finally get. <laughs> That's you. You're an older sister. Yeah. But you're not Nesta, though. No. I'm not nasty. You're kind of like a spicy Elaine. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> but like with the where she has a green thumb, I have like... A not green thumb. You, you're I a, kill plants. You, you're a gamer. Yeah, got the gamer thumb. Gamer thumb. I got the green thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that look away. Like, yep, yep. That's it. That's where we're gonna leave. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. See you in episode fifteen. <laughs> no, but just... and then so yeah, so then, like going back to the flash she talked about, um. So they're, they're, they became Fae, mm-hmm. and the irony she, of it all. All, this, this, all that Feyre wants is to get everyone out alive and safe. Mm-hmm. So this girl comes up with a plan to, she flashes everyone with her bright, like, glow that she has. I was about to say, you might It's like it. daylight. Okay. Really. It's so not she, like flash, like she, she like, didn't show them up her skirt. She didn't flash them. She flashed them. <laughs> If you get what I mean. <laughs> flashes them. Puts the shields down. Yeah. Flashes them. Puts down the Highburn's, like, shields. Like, lets it, like, opens the gates for the shields so they can, like, winnow out. Which is, like, them teleporting. It's Winnowing is teleporting. hmm And so... Then she's like, well, to distract them that I open the portal, open it up again. Um, she comes out of her glow and is like she looks straight at Tamlin and she's like Tamlin? <laughs> what have they done to me? Oh my god. I was like, girl that's some acting right there. Because they believe her that they think that they? she lifted her own curse. 
everyone except for her team, which is great. So I'm glad they see through it. All of them. They, she looks at all of them and then they're all like, oh, yeah. Okay. So she's faking it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then to like even really seal the deal more, she wants to them to break the bond that she has. Because they all find out that she's mated. Mm-hmm. So the Hybern King... It's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly like that. And he does it, and, like, her tattoo goes away. The tattoo with, like, the eyeball and, like, all the Yeah, which stuff. they had when she got in the cave for a bargain to keep. Yeah, to, like, keep her alive mm-hmm. through the trials. But unbeknownst to them, they didn't get rid of the, the mating bond. Here's the thing I don't understand. Hybrids Fae, right? Yeah. They never mention, at least I don't remember them ever mentioning a physical sign of being mated. They always talk about it being like a... a, Is it like a scent? Right. So then why would he think a tattoo disappears and they're just good? Right. I'm like, okay, sure. Right. Whatever. Bruh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then like... As soon as that happens, Moore winnows over and grabs her two sisters and then, like, goes back to the group and they all winnow away to safety. Mm-hmm. So they're safe. And then, um, what's her name? Feyre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, the main <laughs> character's name. I thought you know she's a little ipsy. I didn't tell you about uh-huh. Yeah, no more wine. I've been good. I conserved my life. Yeah, so... So, so they're gone and they're safe. And she wants to, like, leave with Tamlin. So they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, the whole... It was sad because... I guess it's not sad because then you find out, like, their mating bond is still connected. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I was happy with that. Like, I was actually kind of sad that that was going to be broken. Because I don't know how they would repair that. Well, because they finally found peace with them amongst themselves. Right. And to have that broken in some sort of way and that connection being lost. It would be it, devastating. And they earned it. Like, it's not, like, just a regular bond. Like Yeah, they actually earned it as, mm-hmm. like, they became it, friends mm-hmm. and then lovers. And it's just like, oh. And then so, like, the secret that she has is that the night before, the, Rasan and Feyre snuck out. And went to a high priestess of his own choosing, like like one that he trusted. Mm-hmm. And they completed the mating bond. So now they're like actually mated for life. And then she is not like his consort or wife. Mm-hmm. She's literally a high lady of the night court. Which is something Tamlin. Which has not been seen in like thousands of years of any court. Really? Yeah. There's no high ladies anywhere. Because I know Tamla was saying that's not a sure, thing. Yeah, I'm pre- but they were a thing. They were a thing. I wonder why. I don't know why they were not a thing anymore. So that's some tea. Because Tamlin has, like, he's old, like, old school in the sense that he's like, yeah, that's not a real thing. Because remember during the right. book, like, when she's sitting, she's like, oh, hi, lady. You know, like, he's like, yeah, that's not a real thing. So she's like, you literally have me being called something because that's not real. Right. Um, here... And then Rasan tells her that it was once a thing, but mm-hmm. it's not a thing anymore. Mom, we're like, okay, why? I wonder why. I hope we find out in the next book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it pretty much leaves off with her being... Her point of view at the 
at the uh, spring court. Yeah. And she they she describes herself as a fox in a what, hen. In a hen nest. Yeah. In a hen coop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's like being all sneaky sneak. <laughs> she's being all what? Sneaky sneak. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then I think she has like Lucien. Lucien? Lucien. Wow. Lucien by the balls. Yeah, because he's made it to her sister. Yeah, so he's like, if you want to see her again, you're going to have to play by my rules. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. You're such a, you know, since I know you're so good at following them, now you have to follow mine. Yeah. Huh? Bleep, bleep. Bloop, bloop. But, yeah. This book, I think we're past our recording time, but like, I just want to say this book has put me I love this book so much more than the first book. Yeah, I love it. I, it does take some time to I was surprised how much I love this book. Yeah. I The second half, definitely more than the first half of the second book. Does that make sense? So part A versus part B of A Court of Mist and Fury, I like part B. Even part A is good. It in is. In its own right. But, but yeah. Like, as a whole book, it's really good. But yeah, part B is definitely better because it's more action-packed. Part A is setting things up. Part B is knocking them down. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I'm excited for the third book. I technically already have the third book on Audible. I'm the crazy person who likes to buy the physical book as well. Leave your judgments to the skies because that can't bother me. <laughs> but um, I just have to get the physical. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what else happens. I did not, I'm kind of happy I went into this book not knowing what to expect. Yeah. We listened to, is it Emma or Emily from YouTube? Cindy. Cindy. Is it Cindy? Why do I always say Emily? <laughs> I don't know. But like, Cindy, yes, yeah, sorry. But she was saying, so I, and then there's some people who have them, I liked reading it from a fresh point. People mm-hmm. were saying Feyre is not, you know, your, she's not your heroine, heroine, heroine? Heroine. Heroine. So it is like the drug. Yeah. Okay. She's not your your heroine that you like the perfect heroine. I like that she's not perfect. I like that she's flawed. I like that she's broken in pieces mm-hmm. and is finding ways to put herself to, together. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most realistic character you can get. I feel like um, people say, "Well, you know, she's not your typical. She's not your, a real heroine because she has actual thoughts and like of her own." Yeah. Bella from Twilight. Oh, no, go down that. <laughs> like, and even she describes, even though she might miss Tamlin. Or Miss Reese. She doesn't necessarily fall apart. Yeah. Or if you compare it to Twilight and you have Bella, she fucking stays in bed for like three days or something like that. I don't remember right. the book, but it's just an exaggeration exaggeration where she's literally found in the forest or something, like just moping. Yeah. Versus like with Farah, <clears throat> she, she she would, if that happened to her, she would hunt him down and grab him by the balls and be like, do you want these still? <laughs> right. I like the fact that she has fire in her. And as much as I don't like her sister, Nesta, mm-hmm. she has fire as well. The, yeah. the big thing I'm worrying about or thinking about when this all was happening is what the where the fuck is their dad? They're in, he's like in a whole other country, but where, what the fuck? I kind of wonder if he's dead. I don't know. But also, Elaine is engaged to a fairy killer? Like, and now she's a fae, so I wonder how that conversation's gonna go. It don't, because she got her mate baldest Lucian. <laughs> he better grow some balls to get, win her back. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
sweet. I mean, I, I, I think, think he's just under Tamlin's thumb a little too hard. I mean, nobody can see my face right now, but I'm like, I don't know. Not an excuse. Yeah. You better man up. Yeah. Hopefully man's up. Also, for the next book, what I'm kind of hoping we get is more point of views from Rasan. From Rasan? Because mm -hmm, they introduced that in the last few chapters of the book. You see his point of view, which we've never seen so far in this series. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting. I like to hear his thoughts on everything. True. I wonder yeah. how twisted they are. Or because he's very cunning and very manipulative. So I want to see how he thinks about doing things. Because he's like, mm -hmm. he's the guy I always imagine who plays chess. He thinks like five steps ahead, six yeah. steps ahead. Yeah. I'm excited about the next book. Mm -hmm. The third book. Isn't this the, like, the, tr the last in the trilogy? Like, yeah. Because I know they have a novella one, but we're not, just so you guys know, we're not really interested in reading a novella. We'll still think if about it. If you guys it. want us to read it, we'll read it. If not, we're going to move on. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've got a lot of books. To read. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of books, so don't worry about that. <laughs> but yeah. So what is the next book? Next book is A Court of Wings and Ruin. Hmm. Hmm. I am curious. So I wonder if she's going to use her wings more often. In this and what is she ruining? Tamlin. She's he did that, he she's did that like, by himself. She's like, I know, but she's like infiltrating his court. I'm curious to see. I'm excited about the next book. Yeah. I'm excited about the next book. All right. Well, remember, you guys, um, let's see. Stay sassy. Stay sassy, but let's see. Let me look at this right now. So... We're gonna so there's gonna be three. This book particularly is a little thick, so yeah. we're breaking it up into three parts, just so you guys know. Yeah, um, because that's something I feel like we should have done with this book, but you know, you live and learn. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm thinking about making the episodes a little shorter, really, <gasps> keeping it like under 40 minutes if we can, because we're doing it in three segments. Oh, you mean for this book? Yeah, for the next book. Oh, okay. oh, girl, my heart. But I'm looking at the chapters right now. Let's see how many chapters. There is a total of 84 chapters. Yeah, that's more than this book. Yeah, so 84 chapters. So part A of the of A Court of Wings and Ruins. So it's going to be chapters 1 through the first part for part A, chapters 1 through 28. 38. Yeah, 1 through 28 is going to be part A of the first book. So chapters 1 through 28. That's what we're going to be reading for part A. If you guys want to read along and, you know, just listen up, listen along. Also comment along, too. We love hearing your guys' comments. Mm -hmm. um, let us know. Other than that, that has been episode 14, part B of A Court of Mist and Fury. Woo! We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.